When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. <laughs> it's so dumb. Sammy boy, are we uh, are we recording? Because I got a lot to say, man. You got, uh, yeah, got and none of it say. will be relevant. Now, Guys, Brian, how are you? It's good to see you, bro. Sammy it's boy, good to see you, dude. I Just love, real quick, I love it. yeah. Shout out to the Rockfin people. Oh yeah, uh, we are resonating with people, and thank you for that. I love it. Right? Without you, we would just be talking to ourselves. So thank you, Rockfin. Rockfin's awesome. Rock's, Rockfin's awesome. Been badly, badly good to and us. And we're putting out some great material. You, you look right now, you look like a mime on a smoke break. <laughs> just like, oh, I gotta get back up. Fucking windows. Fucking, fucking I, I've been trapped window. in this imaginary box for... And I mean, the kids love it, but it's just for me. It's like, I, I, you know, this if is, I do this thing again, I'm going to This is not myself. actually my, my job. I mean, it is my job, but it's not my real job. It's my passion. It's my passion. It's a lost art. Marcel Marceau, I got my first tattoo of him. I mean, I'm Fuck that guy, he's a Marceau. sellout. I mean, I, he was good for his time, but... The artist advanced. I'd like to see him try to bang today in this politically correct world. <laughs> I wonder if political correctness has affect mimes. <laughs> I don't know. Mimes are pretty neutral. I feel like they don't even have genitals. They were the original the non-binaries. of comedy. Yeah, they're the original non-binary creatures. Yeah. What um, is binary, by the bi way? So binary is like uh, uh, bi, which is two. So, so a binary, so binary would be male-female, hot-cold. Um, you know, off on, you know, these are the kinds of things, right? And so the, the, if you actually want to know how the trans movement got into this notion of non-binary gender, it, it actually comes from mostly Jacques Derrida, who's a terrible um, philosopher, but he was, a, he was an Algerian, he was, he, he was an Algerian Jew, grew up in, in Algeria as a Jew. Racist. Who, well, he, he was, so he, was kind of a Jewish in a very anti-Semitic world. So the Algerians, who are primarily Muslim, w w marginalized him, and then so did the French, who were the colonizers of Algeria. So if you were Jewish in Algeria, and he was also short, he didn't make the soccer team, handsome guy, but he, um, he was always an outsider, and he became kind of obsessed with, I think... Prejudice. He became obsessed with the notion that no matter what, his, his thesis was when you think in a binary way, male, female, uh, for example. So he was the original annoying person. Yes. So, Did he so, also have blue hair? Well, but but it goes further with Derrida because Derrida kind of said he was one of the post-modernist philosophers. So Derrida said, when you say male, female, for example, you inherently as a human being are going to have a prejudice for one or the other, right? 
You're going to have a, you're inherently going to put one over the other because that's how the human binary mind works. So he said, there is no, there should be zero, it basically took Western logos, the Western uh, framework and architecture for all knowledge and, and everything that gives us what we all enjoy today, yeah. or a lot of it, uh, and said, well, um, th this, none of this, I, I reject all of it. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's all binary, and, yeah. that's how the, and, and that's how the human, you know. He sounds uh, like he, a rich kid who's bored. Oh, oh, well, all he did, he was the most arrogant. Yeah, I, I, um, I, if I, I, did, I would like to add him to my list of people from history. I would fight for charity. Yeah, I would too, I would too. He is the most arrogant motherfucker I've ever, I, I've listened to his, um, his fucking, you know, interviews. They're all in French, but you can subtitle. But he is the most obnoxious. But so he and he's basically, French? Yes. And so he oh, said Algerian, French him. Algerian. So he said, he essentially said, somebody said, whenever Jacques Derrida writes a, a text right. or a, offers an idea, you can always write semicolon or not. <laughs> because he never he refused to make any kind of stand it was the idea of, I'm writing my thesis and erasing it with the other hand kind of thing so he's a total cop out but what happened was when you when you say that living in a binary frame framework right. creates prejudice yeah the trans movement and the postmodernist you know um, followers of Derrida and Michel Foucault and all these French what assholes. What tax bracket do you think you're in when you use the term postmodern? You 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 you're a, you are a <laughs> super privileged white progressive. Yeah. And I'm going to read you something that my dad sent to me. I thought was that you'll love. But but basically the trans movement took that and said, wait, gender's not a thing. When you say male female, we're already it's in trouble. It's literally ridiculous. Yes. Now listen, I mean, there's very yeah. That guy needs his ass. Yeah. Look kicked. at him. He's so vain. Just so vain. Look, look literally, him, he dude. posed. Look at him, he was, dude. He was, I mean, And he just went around and he said shit, shit that got like girls who hate their dads excited. That he banged all. I'm sure he was banging all his, you know, the students. I look mean, good him. for him. He but pose, oh, dude, he'd pose you walk pipe. around with a pipe, I'll yeah. fight you. No, that's my. That's a motto I have in my life. He was the original, original intellectual uh, snob who who yeah. offers nothing to the world. Well, you know, my biggest problem is like is like think tanks like like this guy sits around and just maybe he gets downloads from the universe i don't know but he just sits around and he just tries to like just say as much fucking insane shit as he can because that's the only way anybody that's the only way to get traction so right? nasim taleb wrote a book called skin in the game he talks about think tanks and he said the problem with think tanks is the people that are coming up with these the, the theses and these ideas, they don't pay a price for being wrong. You know, it, it, it right. an economist, an economist might be telling you how to run the economy, but few economists have ever had to make a business work. They're not industrialists. They don't, they haven't, they, they pay their bills by being sitting around and being living in a world of theory. They're not practical, right? It's a little bit like saying, I, I know how to street fight and I'm a Kung Fu master, but none of your students, you've never been in a real fight. Yeah. And then you try that point. shit in the real life world and you get right. the fucking shit. That's why the UFC came along and went, your Kung Fu is no good here. That's the original, your Kung Fu is no good here. So all your shit that you do in the movies and you've got 10, you're a 10th degree black belt, very cool. Watch what I do when I double leg you, pick you up, throw you on your head and punch you in the face. You forget everything, don't you? Right. Right quick. And that's what was happening. 
the jiu-jitsu guys in Brazil, the Brazilians, the, what was genius about them was that they would really fight. And not only would they really fight, but Brazil has a sort of, there's not a hierarchical structure. It was a hotbed of innovation. Because the Brazilians, they didn't have to like be loyal to their teacher. In Asian societies, if you came up with a better way of doing it than your teacher, your teacher would lose face. Your teacher would lose, would, it would be insulting to your teacher. The Brazilians were like, bro, I'm going to try to tap my teacher the fuck out. That's why your teacher in Brazil has cauliflower ears and a neck thicker than you. I a, do you remember, this might have been before you went to cauliflower, Peter Chen, this super Asian comic, yeah. who would just yell, his his catchphrase was, I lose face! <laughs> I lose face. So, so yeah. you know what else it, it brings me up? When you talk about Brazil, yeah, that's him. I lose face! Uh, and he must be like dude look how in asians are right now yeah look how in they are and like he would be like killing it right now but yeah. back to what you're saying uh another problem i have with globalism is their whole pitch is we're gonna get rid of poverty right like, we're gonna get rid of poverty and when you brought up the brazilians like how much of the gracie's drive was the change their economic status in life, like oh, to to get yeah. their family out of, I, and I don't I don't well, know fighters fight great boxers and great MMA fighters don't come out of Manhattan like the Manhattan only one is BJ Penn, he, the, one of the very rare ones, very but, rare. But for the but he also grew up in Hawaii, which is hard motherfuckers. Yeah, you know? talking pigeon. Yeah, bro, but but like, yeah, you, you know, uh, great fighters come out of like like poor parts of Mexico, poor parts of America. You know, primarily black, uh, like the ethnic. Yeah, where you had but, to fight your dude, way out. Europeans, Russians, now you're seeing but they don't this have money either. Yeah. Like if you look at the if, so if you look at the, the this last UFC, I don't know if you watched the Dagestani's. Oh, Any, anyone with a fucking chin strap beard, yeah. Just if you give look him like you're a Middle Eastern and Amish at the same dude, time, we dude. got problems. Oh, oh, I want to talk about this hilarious thing. This monopoly. Oh yeah, we'll get into it's that. But shit dude, in the world. so who's the guy that has had one punch thrown on him? In how do you pronounce his name? He's Ben Askren. No, the guy who took away took out the Chinese guy. In the, oh. oh, so that's Kamzat. So Kamzat? Kamzat was talking to Dana White while he was taking that badass Chinese guy and just Dude, making this him is his... the same energy that Anderson Silva had when he came into the UFC. Well, you remember when he fought Chris Lieben and he threw 11 punches yes. and Chris Lieben's I like, it very well. I, I'm sleeping right he, now. You've never seen anything like it, Chris. Right? This is the same energy. It is the same energy, dude. And you know, um, Kamzat, I like that guy. Kamzat's amazing. Kamzat, Kamzat yeah, Kamzat Ch Ch Chimaev or something. This motherfucker, um, he's Chicheni. He comes from the same school as the Dagestani's, uh, and and he is he is one hundred seventy pounds and six foot two. Now, a couple things. He's got to fight Kamaru Usman, who is a great consummate champion. Here's the thing about Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman is a freestyle wrestler, a great wrestler, a folk wrestler. Kamzat is speaking a different language. He's, his wrestling, his chain wrestling, I believe, is impossible to keep up with. So if Kamaru Usman, and by the way, Kamzat can punch your lights out. He can also strike with the best of them. But it I believe his wrestling, his wrestling is, is way too difficult for people to keep up with. These Dagestanis, their chain wrestling, their transitions 
not only are just you, they they just go from transition to transition. They're also speaking a different language. You're going in and speaking French. They're coming at you with Japanese. And there's you don't even know what the fuck these. What are they doing? The Russians are the Russians. I, they're boxing and they're fucking wrestling, especially the wrestling, which comes from really comes out of those Dagestan, Azerbaijan, Kyrgyzstan. Uh, you know, th those parts of the world where there's no money, where your dad works in a factory, and the only way out is fucking MMA worse. I mean, Chechnya, where Kamsat's from, I believe that's a national sport. I believe MMA is now the national sport. It was something, but they've well, always it's been wrestlers. A, it's that guy that they were... They were ripped. Uh, the, uh, the, the dictator yes, dude. Yes, I can't remember his name. But hates the gays. Not a, not a good guy. I wonder if not he likes Dave guy. Chappelle's special. He's a he's a straight up thug. That guy, straight up thug. Uh, but anyways, but, so, yeah. so 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 comes out. I believe I'm not betting against him, and and the great Kamar Usman, and he is great. Even if he fights Kamar Usman, I can't bet against. Comes out. Comes well, out my is, whole thing is this. Now they're talking about him taking out Nate Diaz, and I go, "Who? It's some, Dana White is the smartest businessman out there, but sometimes they do stuff, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. Like when they threw um, like Brock Lesnar after he got his asshole carved out and threw him right in for, I forget who they threw him in. It yeah, was, I, I know exactly who. It, it was Cain uh, Velasquez. Yeah, and, and, and you're like, what are you doing, dude? Well, he just got his ass just carved because out. Because he didn't know how to box. He didn't know what the fuck to do. Right, he just needed a little, like, get back. So if I'm Dana White, why wouldn't you, if if this is Nate Diaz's possible last fight in UFC because this is his contract's up, right? Why wouldn't you bang out the Conor McGregor trilogy? Who does he want uh, Nate to fight? They're talking about finding the, uh, our boy, the guy we were just talking Kamsat? about. Comes out at seventy. Yeah, be a disaster for Nate. Yeah, I mean it's just it'd be an absolute. I don't want Nate to do that fight. I like Nate Diaz too much, and I don't want to get. I don't want to see him get take any more damage. That'd be a disaster. Well, he would just get. You know, Nate. Nate's got great jujitsu, but your jujitsu is no good here in Dagestan. Your jujitsu is not good. It's here. no good here, sir. It's no good here. Please don't put a guard on me when I'm from. Dagestan. Yeah, what was? Uh, what will, was? Will, do you see what he did to Dan Hooker? Dan Hooker's a veteran and a monster. I, I, I mean, he, no, that wasn't. That was the other guy. That was Islam. Islam Makachev, and that is that's Khabib 2.0. Okay, that's Khabib's training partner. That's Khabib 2.0. You may as well just give him the belt now. Give Kamzat. Are they both in the same? Uh, Islam. Islam fights out of uh, Islam Makachev. But what weight class? He fights at one at fifty five. Okay, probably walks around at fucking one ninety. And uh, our boy, um, our boy uh, comes out. Comes out was comes fighting out? at eighty five. He's six two, and he's down to one seventy, which is fucking incredible. Because he he gets down to one seventy for about five seconds when he steps on that scale. <laughs> Just stepped on the and scale. And he goes right back up to two hundred pounds. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. You know, he looked very skinny and he looked amazing. But you yeah. look at him and he's a night. This is a guy who's been fighting. His entire fucking life. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, dog. Nothing wrong with that. Well, um, these, these guys, I mean, fighting. these. Fucking... I'd like to see Nate fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, that would be fun. I think Conor, yeah. Conor, Conor now, who Peter knows? Peter Yan who's... is another one. Peter Yan is Russian. Peter Yan, who took Corey Sandhagen. Who, Corey Sandhagen is my height. Peter Yan is 5'7". And Peter Yan just figures you out. And does weird little things with his feet because he's Russian and been schooled in the Russian school of professional boxing. And and in, 
I believe he, he's in Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand and is obsessed with Muay Thai and is uh, such a high-level striker. Again, please don't bet against Peter Yan. I won $2,000 off of Brennan taking Peter Yan because Peter Yan is impossible to figure out. Peter Yan does things with his feet where he brings you in he gets you to think that he's open, and you go, oh, you're open, you throw, and then you pay the ultimate price for it. You get peppered right in the fucking jaw, and he hits. It's so, so interesting, dude. It's just like. Well, he's such a high-level striker. He's so high-level, dude. He, his, his wrestling is so high-level, but forget his wrestling. That's the least of his game, and he's got Dagestani hips, and he's got Dagestani hips. And, and so, so you got. You I didn't got, know that. Is that a is that a uh, category on Pornhub? Me, me, meaning, meaning you ain't taking him down. Meaning, the minute you try to take him down with a double leg or single leg, he'll sprawl on you or do whatever. And again, it's just not going to work on him. It ain't working on those guys. And it's then you try interesting to interesting times at the UFC. Well, you, now you're trying to throw. So you study Muay Thai, you study boxing, right? And you're fighting Peter Yan, who was a professional boxer who came up through the Russian school of boxing and is fighting at the highest level in Muay Thai. Cool. Okay, great. So now you're going to do your thing. Here's the problem that you're not noticing. This motherfucker has, he can put you, your body, with his feet. He puts you in a position. You're going to follow his feet because you're going to have to open, you're going to have to get yourself to throw. And he's going to put you in a position with his feet and he's going to make micro adjustments where you are, you are now just a little off his face. And you're going to throw, and he's going to slip like just a couple inches. He's going to go, boop, like that. And you're not going to know why you didn't hit him. And then you're also not going to know why his right hand just found an opening, even though both your hands are up like that. Unbelievable. And it's, it's that weird shit. And you're, and you're going to be a little off balance, just a little off balance. Enough off balance so you can't hurt him because you're, you're throwing kind of from your, the left instep of your foot. That's how good he is. That's what he's able to do. We live in it. I mean, it's we are watching the evolution. I know everything, the, dude. I, I I mean, okay, dude. You I are know probably so you the best just... MMA analysis on a conspiracy podcast in the world. Thank you. And you used to start realizing that I'm basically always fucking. I don't know why you talk. <laughs> Ask me questions. According to Dana, you're totally right. I, I talk too much. Ask me questions, and I will fucking just give you the answers. All right. Why don't we do that? You have any questions for me, bro? <laughs> what was your most interesting story this week? There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, dude. Yeah, what do you take on Joe Biden's shit in his pants? Well, I don't like to make fun of a guy who's that old. Well, I, I do have an yeah. issue with that as well. I, yeah. It's not. He's an older man. It's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. But it's like. He's an older man. I mean, they're going to move in camel toe my, anytime my soon, right? Can with, we all agree on yeah, that? We're going to move camel toe my, in? My biggest issue with Joe Biden has always been two things. He One, didn't win the election? I don't think he's very smart. I don't think there's any evidence of him ever being smart. And I also think he's. He's I'll, great. I also think he's not a very. Uh, I think he's a blowhard. I also think he's a bit of a liar. So, oh, uh, well, let me see if I can find this. I'm going to send you this, Dylan. My buddy sent me this. It is exactly what uh, our good friend Brian Callen, if that's his real name, uh, said. That oh yeah, I didn't. We didn't do our dates. Do your dates while I figure out how I want to destroy I you mean, again. Bray today. Improv this Thursday, this Friday. I am there. I got the fight companion November sixth. 
I then have uh, Naples, Florida off the hook, November 11, 12, 13, 14. Orlando, Florida, if you are around November 19 and 20, I'm your guy at the improv there as well. Come see me. Come get some. Uh, super excited, guys. Super excited. I am, um, looks like my, my, I'm doing Houston for the Skank Fest. That's sold out. And then it looks like the next week I'm uh, moving tickets. Daddy's actually moving to after getting my you deserve ass blown out in Miami, which I will tag though. I'll take 20 people. Uh, it was actually ended up filling up, which was great. Did it end up filling up? Good. It ended up being a good weekend. Good. I mean, it's Miami. They're like, nobody sells tickets in Miami. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with it. If I can just stare at hot Latinas, yeah. that I, I, it's a give and take. My yes. ego takes a little hit, but my hap, my boner is happy. Right. Okay. Did you do any press? No. No. Yeah, yeah, I do do press. They're called podcasts, and I have a thousand of them. Wow. Thank you. That's okay. A, then, then I'm so Salt Lake is almost sold out. Grab your tickets, and then um, looks like Boise. We're gonna add a second show. So wow. go get weird. That's awesome, Sam. I'm very thankful. Thank I you, Brian. It. Um, three hundred tickets one night in a venue. That is my goal. It's beautiful. I said, like, Doug Sam sells more than that, but I, I remember seeing him in Syracuse, and he had, he was like 300 and something. I'm like, that's what I want to do. One night, go in, sell 300 tickets, drop the hammer of the gods on these unsuspecting fools, and get out. But that's so, that's no problem for you. You can do that. One well, time. there was a time that was a major problem. I, I couldn't know, even, I was doing like Hillary Clinton fucking rally numbers, which was can, everybody sitting in a hula hoop. You can do all that. You can you can absolutely sell tickets. And if you just pre everything under the everything bagel and do that once in a blue moon and stick to tinfoil hat and conspiracy social club. Dude, you don't even understand, bro. I just had a great interview on my Zero podcast. Dude, I'm going to become a nationalist. All right, well, just put it all under your fucking... Which now, is now, above um, citizen, bro. Above citizen is Okay, fine. I just sent you that. Did you get that, Dylan? This is... uh. It was, uh, yeah, I sent to our, yeah, here it is. Th you're going to love this, bro. And this is. I want to stop eating steak and drinking that much red wine so late. I'm supporting NAFTA because I think it is a positive thing to do. And I do not pretend to be an expert on uh, international trade matters. Trade agreements like NAFTA and permanent normal trade relations with China, which forced American workers to compete against people who are making pennies an hour has resulted in the loss of 160,000 jobs. The president is absolutely right when he says that China has been cheating for 25 years and that Bill Clinton didn't, didn't do enough about it, George W. Bush didn't do didn't enough do about it, Obama about it. didn't do enough about it. The rising China is an incredibly positive development for not only China, but the United States and the rest of the world. The rising China is a positive, positive development. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. We want to see China rise. China's a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. China is not our enemy. We talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping. The idea that China is going to eat our lunch is bizarre. The idea that they are our competition, they're going to beat us, is bizarre. They're not bad folks, folks. China's not a problem. Allowing China into the World Trade Organization, which he supported. Extending most favored nation status to China, which he supported. 
that those steps allowed China to take advantage of the United States by using our own open trade deals against us. No, Do you think in retrospect that you were naive about China? No. But doesn't he deserve some credit for that? It's better. The USMCA is better than NAFTA. It is better than NAFTA. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on I, tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you. See, I don't like any no of these. Uh, no I don't like these. Uh, I gradually move clips. away from fracking, and I think it's. All right, stop it. Daddy's angry. No, Why? No, I, because um, uh, it, it takes it a little bit out of context. We have to be a little bit careful with that stuff. So, for example, China, um, the 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 debate really rages on whether or not whether or not China being poor versus rich is. Uh, matter of, I do think it would be, I, I want to see China do well. I want to see their people not be poor and in terrible poverty. Well, that That's but, honorable. But, but, but um, there is, there is a way to, you know, it's very difficult. It's a very complicated. It's a massive, massive economy, right? So, so and we are symbiotic. We are both reliant. We right. rely on each other. But, but Brian, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that NAFTA was sold to us as something that was going to help our, our economy. And that was a blatant fucking lie. Al Gore went on Larry King, embarrassed that the hey man midget man. Well, who's the guy with the the airs? Uh, Ross Bro embarrassed him by the, lying. Hold on, just yeah. let me say this: lying to his thing, lying to his face. Uh it is. There's a difference. I, I listen. I want you know. I, I mean, nationalism, right? When it I, I'm not I, I'm not a nationalist except for when it comes to two things. You're a patriot. Uh, 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 sports yeah. and business. Okay. And I've, I, like you, I've no, I've been to China. China's wonderful. Those people deserve everything. God. But what happened was, is that our leaders set us up to fail. Did you know, bro, that our military makes deals with countries and that they make, if they allow us to have a base in their country, they do. A, a, a economic deal with them where they can trade their goods to America, no tariffs, but they can tariff the fuck out of our gigs. That's very true. Why? That's very true. China, so Korea. Why? So if you are, went to Korea, you wouldn't is see our that. own governments, and that's my biggest problem yeah. right now. The 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 we are pulling back the curtain, and we're realizing that for the since basically. JFK got assassinated. Our leaders have been working against us the whole time. Well, certainly if you went to China or Japan, uh, I'm sorry, if you went to Korea or Japan, you wouldn't see one American car on the road. And there, there's a reason for that. Because like you said, the, the tariffs only work go one way. Um, but I think when you talk about globalism, so people have a real problem with globalism, right? Like, the, what I, the way Fine, I think would you it, agree would you agree free trade has not been good for America I don't I would never say that it's not been good for it's been good like in what, some what ways. are some of the it's perks you think ways. have been for well, America so, so, so I'll tell you so when you say globalism and globalism is bad I don't think it's I don't see how you would avoid being 
involved in the global marketplace. So They're here's nobody's why. saying about glo- we're talking yeah. about nobody's saying we should isolate and right. not trade with people. Right. We're talking about are we allowing Americans to make an honest living while we compete against like countries that pay nothing. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. So anybody who does business has has a business here. I, my friend does business uh, clothing. And the problem with competing with China, so, so some countries, because of their culture, because of their infrastructure, because of what they're willing to do, where they are, you know, in, in development, are willing to do things and are better at doing some things than say the United States. So here's an example. We're, we're technologically advanced. China basically decided, look, manufacturing is what we are going to do. And we're going to, we have a lot of space and we have workers who are willing to work for way cheaper and they're disciplined and they work long hours. We're a developing country. Uh, $5 is better than no dollars. So they basically said to the United States, they, they set up these amazing factories and they were like, we will make your t-shirts, for example, for $3 and we'll make them better quality than you can make in Tennessee or whatever. And because it's going to cost you because of your unions and because of your standard of living, it's going to cost you $10 a shirt. What happens when you are a business, a small business or whatever businesses you go, fuck, I'm looking at my competition I got to compete and I'm looking at this shit and it's like, I got to go to China. It just makes more sense economically. And China basically, because what happens is like any other country, they just go, right. I see I see where we can make money. Right. Let's do this, right? right? A little bit the way Korea kind of went, hold on, they're making a lot of money on pop, on pop right. art, on, on popular right. culture. I understand Let's what you're the, saying. Right? So, so sometimes countries have these initiatives, and if they're Asian like but China, Brian, they work Brian, so fucking hard. The point hard. of free trade yeah. is to take away any kind of tariff, yeah. which is good for nobody right. except for the corporation, right. which allows them to move their, their factory a, 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 into a place where they pay nothing, and then they gobble up more profits. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with making a dollar. Okay, but people like to act like nobody was making money in this country before 1985 or whenever fucking Bill Clinton got in office and lied to us. If I remember correctly, the 80s, everybody had money and was doing blow. Right. It it was there was great movies coming out and everything was great. So you have all these fucking idiots on the internet going, how are they going to make a profit? They're going to make a profit. And this is how they're going to make a profit. Okay. They're going to make a little less money at first, but what's going to happen is when they pay for workers, these workers are going to have money. And guess what they're going to do with that money? Because guess what the middle class really does? It fucking trickle down. Okay. The middle class does trickle down. The middle class buys proc cars, houses, clothes, education, everything. And guess what that means? More money is in the system. Yeah, dude, entire town. So the whole died. thing is a bullshit lie. Yeah, entire towns die because we get really good at creating efficiency. And I always say, how would you pay for those sneakers? I don't know. Like, let's say $150, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That was probably made somewhere for by someone for a dollar. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's true. Okay. So let's say that gets made here in town, right? Yeah. There is a level 
of money that you're, there's a certain level that you're willing to pay for that. Yeah, man. Let's say you walk in, it's 150 bucks. Okay, I'll buy those sneakers. You walk in tomorrow, it's $2. You're like, I'm $200. You're like, fuck you, I'm not going to buy that. So who? You're making a point, I always say, like when you travel this country like you and I do, you realize that yes, yes, we have, you can consume. Like, yeah, you can buy a flat screen TV and sneakers for maybe cheaper than you used to be able to because Walmart under cuts and, and charges, you know, buys in bulk and all this stuff. But but we pay a price. What is the spiritual price? What is the human price for abundance and efficiency? What is the price of having a town where you only have massive stores with beige stucco and you ha you can have whatever you want. You can go to you can go into Walmart, you can go into Target, but I always say that when when you had Main Street, when you had individual stores like they do in Europe. The reason I think that's important and the reason human beings like that is because you have to connect with other human beings. We're social 100%. Animals. So it might cost me more for a hammer, okay? Because it, or, or it might take uh, two days longer to get that hammer from the, the, from the hardware store. But I know the hardware store guy. And the hardware store knows my kids. Yeah. And, and we all know each other. So, my so there isn't this... And because what Walmart does, for example, they're super smart. What they do is they'll take a manager from 90 miles away so you don't know them. Yeah. And they put them there so, so you don't, there's no way you can know them. Right. So they're not going to give you perks. Right. So nobody knows each other in the store yeah. to keep everybody yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. and then there are cameras watching you. Yeah. That's not the way human beings like to live. Right. That's not healthy for us. So, okay, America. Okay. We made a deal with the devil. And it's to your point. You can have whatever you want, man. I can go buy a bunch of shit. I got way more clothes than I fucking need. I got all the sneakers, okay? I got everything. That's all good. We all, we, we, a lot of us have cars, even if we don't have that much money, that don't break down. These are all great things. But boy, oh boy, do you pay a price for it. And a lot of times you pay a price in isolation, in depression. Why are so many Americans on fucking, on antidepressants? Dude, Why? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I've been I've been talking about this forever. This move for mental health is to get people farther into pharmaceuticals. We are we consume more pharmaceuticals than the rest of the world combined. There's a whole industry, dude. On on, I have children, and you're going to see this. There's an industry that is especially if you make if you're if you're if you make some money. The minute you start making money in your neighborhood, understand this: there is an industry. That will take all your money to make your kids better. And it usually involves psychiatry, drugs, yeah, I mean, and, that's and gonna be other a, support that's systems. That's going to be an issue because... I, I, it ain't making kids better. I already don't see my... Okay, first of all, my children are now talking, which is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. My one daughter, Ghost, is pointing at numbers and saying what the number is. I'm like, mind blown. Mm. Mind blown. My other daughter, chill, chill. She just, she is now saying words left and right. It is a very cool thing. I'm still very nervous about how these two fucking wrecking balls are going to sit down in a school. For, I mean, they're their dad. Well, my son has problems too. That's my son. My son is me. So my son, my son is not a kid who's just going to go to a regular school. If I was growing up today, I would wonder if they, my parents would be just lying, just filling me up with pharmaceuticals. I had to stand in class. My mother wouldn't put me on Ritalin. I had to stand up in class. 
because I was just too much of a fucking spaz. I had serious ADHD. Yeah. Serious ADHD. Because you're not, I like, you're you're just, comic. yeah, you're a comic, man. And that's what's, I already going to see it's going to be an issue because I'm not going to drug up my daughters. I want to tell you a story that you're going to love. I know a big director and she's casting a very big movie. You're Is it the person this. who does Jack in the Box commercials? She does not. She's doing a huge movie and she's a really big, this person let's say I'm not even going to say it's a it's a she let's just say this is a person and they are dealing with fucking you already said uh, she so you can't take that back they're dealing with diversity issues they're dealing with I said are you do you have to cast with diversity and they said you have no fucking idea now here's what you're going to love so if you have a handicapped person and you better have a handicapped person an otherly abled person an otherly abled person (laughs) A, an atypical neuro, you know, functioning. Yeah. Um, you, you then, if you have that person, you cannot show them in a negative light and you cannot make them sympathetic. In other words, you can't make them poor me. They have to be empowered. So Here's they, the you're going to have cerebral palsy guy just banging tens? Yes, literally. Here's the problem, dude. That's not true, and, and also not it's life. not an interesting character. Right. It's also the enemy of art. You, if you're going to make art, you have to have a flawed character. They, 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 you can't be like, being in a wheelchair is amazing. No, it sucks, and I, I hate it, and, and I deal with this all the time, and i got to figure out a way around this massive obstacle that is my life, okay? I'm in a wheelchair. They won't let you write that anymore. Well, hold on, stop. They will not let you write that in the structure business model that is Hollywood. Yeah. That story That's is why getting Hollywood's made. failing. Yeah, of course it is. Like you said, woke doesn't work for art, dude. Yeah, well, you know, be, here's the whole thing. But it's real, Maybe dude. it needs to die and then yeah. reborn. I agree. Why Why is this going on, though? When Quentin Tarantino said this was happening in the 80s, and because now it's Because it's opportunist. Again. It's like my problem with Sarah Silverman with Jewface. You're like, that just destroys acting. How about this? There was a Pakistani guy, and he was playing an Indian guy, and they had a pro- they, it was a major problem. They're like, you're Indian. You're a Pakistani. You can't play an Indian. Yeah, it's not acting. It's I mean, we're talking about acting. You should be allowed to play anything. That's why it's let it all crash and burn, dude. I'm telling you, man. I tell you all the time, Brian, you need to make a movie. I know. You need to make a movie. And it's just like, because now, like, you know, it's like you kind of see with comedy where like people like Rogan, Joey Diaz, the Legion of Skanks, uh, all these wonderful, like, edgy, dark, dirty comics have created now a structure in which young, dirty comics can now actually make a living. Yeah, and and by the way, that's true. And also, I think a lot of the woke shit, like, so you know Ruby Rose, you know who this is? Did we talk about this last time, Dylan? Ruby Rose was on Orange is the New Black. She's this really hot lesbian, and and she was Catwoman. So they, they decide she's not working, and they fire her. Okay, bring up Ruby Rose. They fire her, dude. Well, she says the environment was toxic and the director was abusive. Okay, guess what happens? Everybody on set goes, that's not true. He's a great guy. You're the one who was abusive. And so all of a sudden, Warner Brothers goes, nah, sorry, bullshit. We call bullshit on you. You suck. Get the fuck out of here. We're keeping our director. He's awesome. And 
she, I, I guarantee she's done. She ain't working again. Well, I mean, we're getting into this right now. It's like, she, this is the dance that you're doing. so badly. She's a lesbian? Yeah, she's so hot. But she fucked herself so badly with this. Because she was just, she tried to play that card. She tried to play the, oh, uh, you know. You know I'm, who I'm else did that leader. recently? The Bebop? Sp Cowboy Bebop, I think it was. Uh, controversy. Like the chick. Um... The woman who was going to play it, you know, the fans were all like, you know, the fans were all like, I think it's called Bebop. I don't know. So this actress was playing the role and they were like, she doesn't look like the character. And she she lays into the fans. She's like, I'm sorry. you, I don't have triple double D tits and stuff like that. And you're like, those are the fans who are going to buy tickets to your thing. It's like you don't shit on that, you know. Although, although I, I I do understand her being mad at the fans for saying you don't look like it, so you, sh you shouldn't be able to play it, though, right? But if it, but Brian, it's a it's a comic book character. Yeah. You can't just be like, here's what the comic book character, and by the way, now oh, it's a I black see. lesbian. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I thought there was a voiceover. yeah yeah. I thought it was a voiceover. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, dunks on fans who are mad at a costume doesn't resemble the anime version. Yeah, I get that. Like, but Brian, it's the character, right? It's I the agree. like. This is what's going on again. It's just like you're rewriting stuff. It's like when they're like Superman's gay. You're like Superman has never been gay. Why are we making him gay? It's like you're trying to rewrite everything to fit your narrative. Exactly. And exactly. it's like that's not how the world works. No. Well, they can try. You Here's know what? what? I'm a capitalist. I say if it works, if you make money doing it, more power to you. But I don't think you're going to make money doing it. They're that. not making money. Look at that. Look at the character and then look who they had playing. My, my daughter, 13-year-old daughter, Sam, she goes, I go, I started talking about Twitter. She goes, Dad, Twitter's not a real place and nobody in my generation takes it seriously. It's the most toxic bullshit in the world. And she goes, they tried to cancel one of my, one of, one of our, one of my anime characters or one of her fan, the fantasy characters. And the whole, the whole Twitterverse of fandom goes, no, you're not. You're not canceling this person. They're not even a real person, and we like this character, and you're not canceling them, and they push back. So some of the shit is, we're in the middle of a backlash. Listen, dude, sounds like your daughter's a zigger, okay? Oh, yeah. Because you, zaggers and ziggers, and these kids are going to be zigging, okay, against this stuff. And, like, they're looking at the generation before. Like, she's, what, Generation Z, or? I don't know, she's 13. What is that, Generation? Gen Z, I think. Generation, yeah, I mean, these new... This not it's like you know so it goes Generation X then it goes Millennials and then Generation Z I think it is yeah these Z's aren't putting up with these uh with these Millennials bullshit yeah they ain't yeah Gen Z dude they're not putting up with it they're man not. they're pushing back they do dude I love it they, dude you go on Reddit. They talk mad shit to each other. All they words do? are on the table. Really? Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit. And you know why, yeah, Brian? Go down to a culture. Go down to a food court at the mall and look at the kids. All their friends. It's every group. Every group. Every group. Black, it's not white, forced. brown. Yeah. It's no. not like, okay, hey, dude, you got a little too many white kids. Nobody's prejudiced. Gonna, yeah. They just fucking, hang out. Yes. So in a weird way, I was that worked. way, Mel. I was that way. Yeah. I was that way and I was I'm old, but I mean I'm not saying we've made a lot of progress. 
we made a lot of progress. But, but I, uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting time. So I'm working with this wonderful production company. I'm like in charge of helping develop comedy there. And it's called El Cid. And dude, I mean, these guys, David Lugo, my friend, I, I work with him on multiple projects. We're doing a movie together. He's getting approached by like all this like old Hollywood that is over this fucking woke shit. Because you can't make movies. You can't you can't make meaningful, successful art this way. You cannot do it. When, when, when they are giving you quotas, when they are telling you this has to happen on page two, when they are telling you you have to have these characters, when they're telling you you can't have an actor who is this because they don't come from that heritage. Right, right. I mean, when you look up Inside Job, it's on Netflix. It's a wonderful show. And so I've been wanting to interview this woman on the show. Uh, where Can you go to the Lee? I, Bobby Lee's on makes me laugh. Uh, it's a great show. I love it. And um, it's so funny because they, they definitely, definitely go, Bobby Lee is perfect for this. Will you find the showrunner? So she's like the super dupe. She's, I mean, and this is coming from 49 year old. So, and I mean this in just relatively, she's super young, man. And you go, here's a super young chick. I believe she has Asian in her. And this is, so, yeah, Sony, I'm going to say that's Asian, that's a, that, right? That, that looks uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go all that, in on my bet. That's, and that's I'm a gonna Japanese go, name. Okay. Shion Takuchi. And the lead singer is half Asian. So I, I guarantee you she's, she's put herself in. She's wonderful. Like this show is great. She is show running it. So you go, well, this is diversity work. I go, in my humble opinion, this woman would have nailed it if there wasn't diversity. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like there's this notion to have to like put force square pegs in round holes. And I'm like, there's so many people that are not white or male or whatever that would work normally because they're great. The people who cry about diversity are the ones who... I, I, I will say, though, don't you think that overall, and maybe this was just a function of the fact that they got there first, that it, like in most of the career of my career, it has been run by straight white males. <laughs> and, I, and, I mean, and, Brian, and I don't know business. how long you've been in the game, but I have, for the moment I came to LA, I was pitching shows to gay men and women. Every fucking meeting I took, gay men and women. All the fucking time to actually meet with yeah, like, but that, that's that's that might have been lower management, but the brass. Oh, oh now you're judging my fucking career, oh, bro. But the brass, take a look at the take a look at every. This show's about Warner to come Brothers, Sam and Dylan. Go to Warner in Brothers real and quick. go to Fox. Warner Brothers, go to just go to to um what would be the 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 like the the um executive executives of Warner Brothers. And you, you, there you go. I mean, you, even now, but we're going we're to go back 10 years. You won't believe it. If you go back 10 years, but right now, there, there it is. Keep going. I mean, the executives are all, they're all white, white males. Look at this. This even today. Look at this. All, every one of them. Every one of them. Okay. Okay. There's one okay. Woman. There we go. One your woman. story sucks. One woman. Oh, Asian your story's not right. working. Do you Keep know what I'm going. saying though? 
Yeah, they're, 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 not, this don't is, go keep. This is this is all white males. It's not all white males. What, what I'm saying is that the power structure certainly ten years and ago. And like, I'm was sorry, Brian. Are, I'm not are, saying are it's bad. Jewish men no. considered white guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a lot of Jewish, a lot of Jewish. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that that Hollywood, by everyone's admission, was rather homogenous. It was it was primarily one group of people. So, but Brian, Brian, I'm not saying I'm just saying great. that happened so because let me they, they something, created Brian. a 23 year old ethnic person in LA should be given preference because 30 years not. ago, absolutely not. You know, it's like, it's like that now you're talking about equity, which I'm very much against because it's a Marxist notion. Listen, I like equality I'm for affirmative action in the fact that. Everybody should be given opportunity. Yes, one hundred percent. That's what I mean. I mean, you let's just, just don't, you just don't you, like equality of outcome. You don't like them shoehorning in people based on their. Look, I'm about to get into this with my 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 son. who's ten years old. Is they they are they are reading from a book called This Book Is Anti Racist in my son's school. That's why I gotta get my kids out of LA. They're saying my son comes from the dominant culture, the aggressive culture, the oppressive culture, and my son, who is an able-bodied, cisgender, straight, white male, is at the top of the privileged patriarchy it's and hierarchy. So they're saying this about my son. And they, and they literally, they go his box and they put a box there. I'm going to war with these motherfuckers because it is, this. these teachers are reading from this radical far left they are citing kimberly crenshaw who's a uh, critical race theorist who who came up with the concept of intersectionality um they're uh, abram kendi um um coach i've read all of them the difference is i've read every one of these people i've read all of them and i've read them and i've taken my time to read them and i so i know these these and i'm not saying that kimberly crenshaw doesn't have her own her doesn't have uh i mean first uh, of all her own her own uh a point of view or, or, or anything, but please understand I have my, I, I read people that disagree with me. Yeah. I read all of them because. So you've read every one of my blogs. Everyone dude. <laughs> Listen, well, I want to get here's into the thing, something dude. else. Here's yeah. the thing. The, the, the situation is this. Okay. The situation is this is when you, it, it, there was a time, and it's probably still now, if I go, man, these black people, they're fucking criminals, right? People would lose their mind. They're like, dude, you can't say that about a group of people. Right. Even if there's an actions of a couple. They're criminals. It doesn't. They're criminals. Some happen to be black, some happen to be, yeah. Right. But if I say white people are racist, everyone's like, yeah, 100%. The narrative is all controlled by upper middle class and and elites, white people. I'm going to read you. I'm gonna who read feel you. so guilty about where they are, the, the, the life they've been giving, that they're, they're just, you know, it's like Bill Maher said. It's like fetishizing. It's like they get off on fucking shitting on themselves. That's right. All the while, they have these great jobs, drive nice cars, f live behind gated communities, crying about, and it's like the whole media is rich white kids telling everybody that poor white kids are the problem. I'm, I'm gonna read you an art, an art, uh, like just an excerpt from the Wall Street Journal. I know it sounds boring, but just bear with me on this because you'll like this. If there's a defining feature of modern progressive self-image, it's the idea that by di by dint of their supposedly superior education, their associated association with like-minded members of global elites, and their immersion in the various rites of the contemporary secular religion, 
Meaning, you know what secular religion means, Sam? Like secular meaning without without actual God. It's secular. Yeah. They are more knowledgeable and virtuous than you, the inferior classes. Democratic leaders and the academic, corporate, and media people who sustain them nurture their luxury beliefs, comfortable in the conviction of their own moral supremacy. We shouldn't be surprised. There's been a social revolution in this country and the wider West in the past 50 years in which, by a remarkable inversion, the left, which used to represent the interests of the outsiders, the disadvantaged, is in almost total control of the institutions of the establishment. They are the masters now, and like masters through most of history, from tribal chiefs to Roman patricians, absolutist monarchs and totalitarian tyrants, their superiority is such that the rules they make don't apply to them. They apply only to you, the unenlightened. It's been on display most clearly in the past year over COVID-19. A succession of de Democratic leaders have sternly told us to stay home and masked while supporting, while, while supping maskless in fancy restaurants, enjoying exclusive privileges in hair salons, yep. or partying with fellow progressives yep. in jazz clubs. Yep. It's been evident in the year of hectoring we've received from our leaders about the inherent racism of the American system. Yep. When fabulously privileged white progressives talk about the evils of white privilege, don't think they're they're talking about themselves. They are morally excluded from such judgments because they subscribe to all the right nostrums about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They mean you. Uh, and it keeps going. Okay, yeah. giant companies run by white chief executives who live in luxury and security. No colonist oppressor could ever have dreamed of. Feel free to lecture Americans on their loathsome prejudices. Just don't ask them. To make way for any of the oppressed 100 percent rules from it, it, me and not for it's me it's great well it's so to the at the environmental do you know that the the yeah. davos environmental thing yeah they took the uh, the elite there took 400 private jets 400 private we bring up that prince charles uh clip that i sent you did you, you remember i but biden went to his paris in an 85 car motorcade but talking about global warming that's it yeah get the fuck out of here dude listen to this so prince charles shows oh, up out of nowhere and says this shit that is so scary. Listen to what this guy says. Ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened, by growing levels of Listen debt, to this. simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style oh campaign to marshal the strength God. of the global private sector. With trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, oh beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 it's an amazing accent. I always love Every time the, I hear royals speak, royals. I go, thank God for black people. They're amazing. That's all I, I say. It would be so boring. Yeah. 
I mean, the King's speech made me want to go, oh, black oh, people are the best. God, I know. <laughs> right? Uh, the whole time, like, I, I just hug a black person after this show. Uh, yeah. That, to me, yeah. is one of the scariest speeches. They have nothing else to do, dude. They, they get in there and they, they make speeches. That's what the UN does. And that's what these Davos things do. They get together and they make these speeches and they make these pledges. And... Mm, nothing happens. Brian, you're just crazy. That's no, that, not no, nothing. No, shit does happen. That is saying that we should use uh, basically the Pass UN laws. to go in and force these countries yeah. to do be, basically turn their government and their eco economies over to us. Yeah, I know. All under the guise of global warming climate yeah. change, which is a giant ruse. A, a bullshit. Think, a lot of people think. Well, I, my question is, my, whether it's a ruse or not, my question is this. Do you really think that that the UN and all these countries can pass a whole bunch of regulations that make energy way more expensive for who? The poor and the middle class. Do you think that doing that is actually going to cool the planet? That's what I want to know. No. Or How or, about fucking retard Elon Musk going, I will pay a um, $100 million. Will you look this up? He, Dylan, sorry, you're working hard. Hard working, man. But Elon Musk at least is at least is coming up with technology. Technology is going to get no, us out of this. No, do you see? He's like, I will pay $100 million to anybody who could figure out how to get CO2 out of the air. And somebody's like, that's what trees do. That's the purpose of trees. Okay, but no, he's talking about getting the carbon out of the atmosphere. Brian! Brian! Yeah? Bill Gates wanna block out the sun. This fucking fist fucking phony wants to fucking pull CO2. How do we, what's osmosis? How do we make fucking oxygen? There may not be enough trees for all the CO2 though. Uh, dude, you're retarded. We're, like making, we're making too much CO2, bro. What do you wanna do, plant more trees, you fucking <gasps> hippie? <gasps> You fucking hippie. Okay, so there's a couple of things because we're gonna be we're running out of time. Oh yeah, let's go to that thing, the monopoly where that four companies a own couple the world. Things, it's a such horse shit. Before we start that, um, have you guys ever seen this uh, World Economic Forum video about the world uh, the world in 2030? Have you seen this? Look this up. I need you to watch this. So I've been thinking, and I've talked about this on a couple other podcasts. So I'll keep it short here. This metaverse thing, and by the way, Microsoft is now coming out with their own. We're going to live in a simulation. Okay. Simulation. World Economic Forum. Simulation. Uh, you'll own nothing and like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the year 2030. That might be at the top one. You have to watch this. You watch it, dude. No, 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 no. That's not it. Uh, can you uh, can you just look up World Economic Forum? You'll own nothing and love it. And, okay. So this metaverse thing, I was thinking a lot about it. And Brian, I like to tell you, I think this is how they're going to thin the herd. So I I'm starting to think that all this stuff. Uh, the Antifa stuff, the uh, COVID stuff, the mass, the the mass. Yeah, that the video behind him is the one that we're looking for. Um, the mass, the uh, vaccine passports, all of this is to see who's who they control, who they are going to. Um, Who's going to do it for the world in 20? Okay, so All stop. Right. Hold on before we start this. So 
when you go to like like Starbucks, tomorrow will be is tomorrow the I have one more day drinking Starbucks. Um and then you stop? No, because you're gonna have to show your vaccine passports now to get into Starbucks. Is that true? Yeah. And you, I'm you not sure? giving you my business. Are you sure? Yeah, go look at it. So Really? So I fucking that guy is fucking just so dumb. Do you think they're gonna, so do you dumb. think they're gonna be looking for vaccine passports at his winery? New, Newsom really said that. Yeah, I, so I don't want to see it. Let me just watch this because I'll get too mad. Okay, so real quick, so so th- this will tie into this. So I think this metaverse is what they're gonna do is they're gonna take the betas. And have you noticed that like really super betas love telling you about your mask, sir, to put your mask on. We need your mask on. It was like what the TSA did forever. Mm-hmm. You know, people who got C pluses in high school fucking telling you what you could do, which is, I mean, I got C plus in high school, right? This kind of power that these betas in normal life wouldn't be able to wield. I love wielding this sure. thing. Okay. So they, they realize that they can't compete. Now they're giving a little power and they're willingness. They love it. But in normal life, they can't compete with alphas. Well, now you got this universe where you can go be a, a fucking ninja robot, right? Why are you going to want to come back to this reality where you're competing against the Brandon Chobbs and all these other Brandon people? Chubb. Whatever his name is, okay, in this fucking world, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to start seeing these people create your own world? just live in the metaverse. Oh, and never coming back. Yeah, that's kind of what drugs What's going to happen? They're not going to reproduce. They're not going to make money. They're just going to be stuck in a corner. And that is where... It might cure some loneliness for older people. Which is, know. again, thinning the herd. So watch this. And this is... I'll tell you where the metaverse fits into this. Go on. Okay. So this is a prediction for the world in 2030. Stop it. Right there. That's it. You're in the metaverse. You're not going to own anything tangible. You're going to own a fake house that's a digital house, have a digital job, and a digital business, and not actually own anything. Damn. Okay? And the biggest lie in the, in the Matrix, bro, the psyop of the Matrix was that people who lived off the grid lived a miserable lives. And yeah. the truth of the matter is they probably... They lived on farms, raised family, grew their own food, and were fucking happy motherfuckers. This might be a fucking. We, we might be already in a matrix. Like we, no, we're, we're in a matrix. You know, I feel like we're truly already in a simulation. I do because now we're in the metaverse. But like, maybe that's a game within a game, man. Maybe simulations within simulation. So watch this. Whatever you want, you'll rent and. Oh. Like, is this a, a good video? Displaced by climate change. I don't know about that. Oh, like, this is, this is, this is just, just so left wing. Yeah, this is. They already do pay to, to emit carbon dioxide. A global pricing coming. You could, yeah. Okay, that's it. 
There we go. We worked out how to keep you healthy in space. It's so hilarious. All this, right, this is just, this is just money so grabs. My, my, there's an article I'm going to send, bring in here about all the predictions of the past 50 years and how they were all wrong. Yeah. This is a money grab after money grab after money grab. Do you know this Paris Climate Accord? You know who created that? Wait, the Club of Rome. This. Let me just see this. Keep going with this. Checks and banners. No, 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 no. It's not being forgotten. <laughs> like, share, comment. No. Go fuck yourself. How about yeah, that comment? Yeah, um, the, 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 the one thing that human beings have always done, and they did it the past 50 years, they're doing it now, is that the world's coming to an end. And, and this is what we need to do about it. And right now you have a bunch of people who don't really have jobs who are jumping up and down going, we have to save the, the world. And Greta Thornburg, who's autistic, is up there seeing the world in black and white and saying this. And, and you got a bunch of, of these people kind of like at her feet and saying, oh, tell us more, 19-year-old. And it's like, it's all theater. It's all fucking theater. Because at the end of do the day- Do you hear her slip? Can you look up Greta- They're all flying. They're all flying slip. in fucking- Dude, they're all flying- um, in, in uh, private jets. They're all flying in private jets. They're all on yachts, dude. So what are we talking about here? So I can send you it too. I found it. Uh, so yeah. So so Dylan was looking up. So I sent you this thing because it fits into what Brian's been talking about. This one author who's been writing <laughs> about race and loves to... Um, Loves to bitch and moan about white people. So he put out a tweet, and I think I sent it. Ibram Kendi? Yeah. I read his book. I told you. Right? So he puts out this tweet. I think that's it. Yeah. He puts out this tweet in which he is. That's it right there. Uh, no, that's. Let's see if we go. It's so fucking funny. We just got, oh, there it is. No, no. He basically puts out a tweet in which he states that a large number of white applicants have been lying about their ethnic background to get into colleges and then a bunch of them are actually getting in because of it yeah and which proves his theory of white privilege is incorrect yeah ibn kendi is um ibn kendi is uh an extremist Again, the, I, you, I, I uh, you pronounce retarded wrong. I labored through his book. I labored through his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And uh, he is so, he's so fetishistic. He's, he's only thinks about race. And we don't have time for that. None of us do. Brian, Black, white, none of us. Let we're me all, ask we're all trying to live our lives. I'm trying to make money, pay my bills. I have to raise my kids. I don't have all day to, to and the guy won't debate anybody real. He won't, he won't actually, he won't defend his ideas against real scholars like, like Glenn Lowry, like John McWhorter, like Coleman Hughes, like Thomas Sowell. I just hit you with, like Shelby Steele, I just hit you with six black scholars who would love to take him on. Forget the white scholars. Just have them debate. I'll pick the black scholars. One of the things I love is watching black conservatives and, and, liberal, uh, and liberal blacks have conversations. It's fucking fascinating to me because like anybody else, they're... Brian, do you out. think this guy, if given... A wish by a genie that racism would be gone like that. Do you think he honestly would want to get rid of racism? Sir, first of all, he uses races being a racist, he says, and he accuses black people of being racist, and he said he was a racist. 
he uses it as a descriptive term to mean that if you are within the system, within policy, if you support policy and institutions as they stand now, you are a racist because those policies and these institutions are by their very nature designed by whiteness to to give whiteness the advantage and privilege. So as far as Ibram Kendi is concerned, as far as Tanahasi Coates is concerned, as far as Penelope Crenshaw and all the critical race theorists are concerned, if you are even in the system, if you are making money in the system, you are essentially complicit in racism. Do you understand? And yeah, that they, the I, only I way to change that, that sir, retarded. the only way to change that, sir, is to is to radically reform society, including how we do economics, because capitalism is, say it with me, synonymous with and goes hand in hand with racism. They blame it on racism. So this is my fundamental rub with the crits and with people like with Ibram the bloods and, and the crips the crits critical race theorists the crits we call them they are their 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 um scholarship to me is bankrupt i don't agree with it but i read it and i and i listen to them because i Dylan, do you have any saying. um clips you that you found i know you were talking about where you're going to find some reading or did uh you not were you not able to do that well i want to talk a little bit about this terrible right there if you want to there's also yeah there's a ted talk with him these two women are talking to him and it's like an snl sketch how like they're just blowing so much smoke it's that's all so enabling yeah because they're so afraid to i would love to fucking like just be like how the fuck am i bro first of all ibram kenny you've never worked you you've been an academic and you just haven't necessarily worked in the real world so you have no idea how to apply this ridiculous shit at the level of detail we can't do it dude we're all too fucking busy you know, and, and I don't know anybody who is, and it, the, the, what they'll do is they're very sophisticated. They go, it's not about you hating black people. That's not what it is. He, he says, everybody, I've been a racist my whole life. He, 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 the reason the book is so successful is because it's a confession. The, the thing I do appreciate about Ibram Kendi is that he does change his mind and he talks about how often he changes his mind throughout his life. And my guess is Ibram Kendi will probably ch- change his mind and come, probably come full circle uh, you know, probably within the next 10 years. You know, I think culture is a lot like uh, crypto in a weird way in that it expands so far and then it will retract to uh, what it probably is really valued at, right? Yes. So, so it's like we got this retard shit coming out where it's like, you know, hey, dude, even if you blow a million black guys, you're still probably racist, right? You're like, what? I mean, I'm blowing black guys. Like, nope, dude, you're still racist because you're only blowing one black guy. If you really really love black people, you would be blow banging a thousand black guys. Okay, I guess I'm a racist. But then it retracts and it will eventually get to where I feel like we're getting to, which is like, hey man, we're all equal. We all should be allowed access to opportunity. And then at the end of the day, the best guy gets it. Or the or woman or trans, whatever well, it what is. What they what they try to do is they try to accentuate. They they create a hierarchy of of privilege and a hierarchy of suffering and oppression, 
And what they try to do is make everybody aware of what box you are in so that ultimately they can erase all the boxes. It's very counterintuitive. They're really talking about how every individual should be heard. What they're talking about is individualism that the West figured out a long time ago. But they're just they're just doing this roundabout horseshit. I just feel that like, entertainment I, doesn't realize the, how close it is to sports. And that yeah. and this notion that just because somebody wants to do something doesn't mean that they're good enough to do it. And guess what? Yeah, right. You're good at something. Maybe it's not the thing that you would like to be great at, but it's something else. And for you to have to, you should go and find what you're great at. Just because you want to be, I mean, a lot of people in stand-up comedy, we see this diversity, most of them don't even want to do stand-up. They just want to be famous. They're not comics. Right? Look, dude, we might all be talking horseshit. We might all be wasting our time even worrying about this stuff. My buddy said, I go, what about your kids? You know, what about this critical race theory and stuff? And my, my friend goes, yeah, there's a land war in East Asia we should get involved in too. He goes, you hear about this Vietnam shit from North Vietnam? And I was like, you might be right technology and what's really going on with the world like you were saying when you see kids the world is going to change on its own here's where and i disagree with that brian a lot of here's stuff. the only reason i disagree with yeah. that take don't ever disagree with me but go on is that i'm not disagreeing with you i'm disagreeing with the guy yeah is that yes what's going on in north vietnam if it's tragedy death and murder is very sad yeah. right yeah is that my war to, that's what I mean. Okay. But my children, yes. which are my legacy, yes. which is who I love, yes. which I would take a bullet for, yep. are they going to be going into a school being told that no matter how much they love people, they are racist? My, that, kid, my me, kid's in that school. Right. That's what I'm about that's to That's why I'm saying like to, to not care about critical race theory because Vietnams have landmines. I agree. I agree. Is, 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 to me, I agree. it's like that... There's nothing else than your kids, There's in a, my humble that's, opinion. That's where you define yourself and what you're willing to fight for. You define yourself along the lines that you are willing to defend. And, and that's how I look at it. You define, myself, you define yourself on what you want in life and what you're willing to fight for. Let's see if Dylan found something interesting. Dylan, can you read? Are you a reader? I mean, you have great hair, but can you read? Sure, yeah, I can read. We've been super intellectual on this podcast. Hey, I want to say something real quick before we start. You know... I, I love this show. It's the best show. And it's I an agree. important show. I, I know it's not touch butt like Brian likes to do. No, I love the show. Brian, uh, you know, maybe someday it, 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 it reaches its conclusion. Touch I don't know. Butt. But no, touch your butt. This is like when I watch what's going on with so much of my peers in comedy and their, their refusal to even address what is going on in this country with this cultural Marxism and this globalist set because they don't want to piss anybody off. They just look like fucking the band on the Titanic and I'm embarrassed. And I'm sorry, I love everybody, but you're you not taking a, a stance or just talking about and i'm not saying everybody needs to get political all the time it's like you know i love doug stanhope would i want everybody doing doug stanhope no because then doug stanhope wouldn't be uh doug unique uh, but it's like to just keep acting like the fucking shit like shit is like okay like a tour uh iceberg isn't coming towards the titanic right now right like just to not even act like right. something's going on right. that's why this show's great and i know I agree. It, it's you know, it's not as 
you know, poppy comedy is some stuff out there, but it's pretty funny though. Today we were we were serious. Now here's the problem. I apologize if my energy was a little low. I ate too much steak and drank way too much wine, and I didn't just sleep. Just think well. about. And I woke I mean, up and I walked. I mean, for I one don't know hour. where that falls into Vietnam landmines. I know. Okay. I and I what my my elitist problems. I ate too much steak and drank too much wine. Be more of a king, Brian. But I, I could you be my more? Tummy, my tummy was all queasy. of a gay man. I should be. I my tummy was queasy and I couldn't sleep. Wine and meat. That's and all I, you're I went, taking. I woke up at six thirty and walked. For Can we hear one thing since still worked on it, and then I'll let you go because I could tell ADD Brian. You don't need to hear. If you don't want to hear this, I, mean, I would what? like to hear it. On what? Well, some of these, you know, these candy passages and Robin D'Angelo and Ta-Nehisi Coates. And sure, say, right. I'd like to hear it. I mean, I've read. I've read Robin D'Angelo's book too. Terrible. You know, you don't see, you, you know, on YouTube, you have tons of videos, black people responding to white people stuff. You never see it the other way. And guess what? Today you get that, everybody. Let's do it. This is a section we call white people responding <laughs> to black people. I don't, I don't see color, but I, I got you. Okay, yeah, go right. on. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's from uh, Kendi, How to Be Anti Racist. Definitions anchor us in principles. This is not a light point. If we don't do the basic work of defining the kind of people we want to be in language that is stable and consistent, we can't work towards stable, consistent goals. Some of my most consequential steps towards being an anti-racist have been the moments when I arrived at basic definitions. To be an anti-racist is to set lucid definitions of racism and anti-racism. To be racist is to constantly redefine racist in a way that exonerates one's changing policies, ideas, and personhood. Okay, I'm going to stop Hypocrisy you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you here. It's very interesting. This gets a little lofty, but but but, Kendi belongs to the Jacques Derrida, the postmodernist school of philosophy, which is to say that it's all about words and and it's all about so so what is the what is the meaning of existence let's take that 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 phrase there are two schools of thought and philosophy that kind of diverged and they weren't even on speaking terms there was the school of thought that believed that words had to be parsed and were powerful so what is the meaning of existence that that expression they always said you can't really have you can't say that because that would suggest that meaning, if you say what is the meaning of existence, well, existence is on its own and meaning, there'd be no meaning without existence. So meaning cannot be above existence. Existence is there and it doesn't mean that there's meaning to existence. So that you're not even allowed, that, that sentence is not allowed to be uh, parsed up. This now this is the kind of intellectual masturbation that goes on. Now, Heidegger and, and Kant and these guys who came along and said, hey, fucking what? Listen, there is something out there that goes beyond your brain and your fucking mental gymnastics here. Yeah. And I don't really give a fuck, but what is the meaning of existence? I'm allowed to ask that question and I'm allowed to ponder it and I'm allowed to get metaphysical about it. Meta meaning beyond physical. I'm allowed to get metaphysical. I'm allowed to start thinking about the idea of God. I'm starting to allow, or at least I'm allowed to start asking, do we know certain things without experience? Do we as human beings, are we, are we gifted with the notion that we have knowledge 
that is not grounded and experienced. Do you know what I'm saying by that? So this is what I mean. Right. Human beings have, so John Locke said, everything comes from You know what you're talking about? What? Well, I think about this all the yeah. time. Space. How many people think they know what space is, yet no one has actually experienced So you're, you're, you're hitting on something amazing because mathematics, you'll never see a negative integer and you'll never really see the, the number infinity. But you can, and you'll never see perfection, but you can imagine it. You can eat, there are certain, there are certain um, a priori, uh, without, beyond, uh, before experience things that we have, knowledges, almost instincts that we have as human beings. We have certain understandings. We have certain, uh, we, 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 know, we know certain things exist even though you can't see them. That is almost where imagination comes from. Why is it there? Why is it, for example, that a mathematician can have a dream and at 80 years old write an equation down because it came to him in a dream and it's a mathematical equation that bears no reality, no reality to the physical world. But 80 years later, when they're trying to put a rover on Mars or whatever they're doing, that mathematical equation is essential to creating the physical reality of putting this piece of machinery over there. That goes to show you where we go, uh, wow, human beings. Are bored. Well, there's, there's something about being a fucking, yeah, or, or there's something about math and the imagination that does somehow come to us. It is and it so interesting. Crazy, crazy imagination that we can't touch. We, the, the, you know, it, it's Fuck, just. I must have bored the audience. What? Was I boring today? No, I thought it was extraordinary. Good. But the, I had I had to you know drop a little ha ha on it. Good, good, good. It was extraordinary. So do we all watch this before we go? Oh no, this is the dumbest thing ever. I want to talk touch on this. So Monopoly. He talks about how four companies, Vanguard, BlackRock, and a couple others are own everything. You don't want to get into this next week. The, the, this guy save for next week. Yeah, we can save for next four. Well. But this all guy, right, I'll get yeah, into. It. I mean, yeah. even though I told you all about it, but he's, yeah, I'll get he's into. So it. dumb. This this video is so dumb because Vanguard and BlackRock are not companies that own anything. Hold on, they're not. Companies. Hold they're on, like, they're oh, like garages. So this is gonna be. You're right. Garages. Thank you for stopping. Do you know that, what Dylan. Vanguard and BlackRock do? Please shut the. Do you know fuck what they up. do? You dummy. You now you're making me wait, wait. fucking miss what you talking about retarded questions. What does, Vanguard, what does Vanguard and BlackRock do? Tell me. What, what do you think they do? They're investment banking. They're not investment banks. What are they? Bubba, they are they are literally, they are literally essentially software companies. Brian, do not tell me that BlackRock is just tiptoeing through the tulips. BlackRock, okay. BlackRock okay. is a, brother, BlackRock brother, is an asset brother, management brother, company, brother, dude. You have brother, to do your research. Brother. Come locked and loaded next they fucking don't know, week, they, they, bro. They don't own anything. What are you stupid? Okay, they don't own anything. You. Okay, they dude. Are asset all right, managers. guys. This has been another. Uh, I can't wait to well, get I into mean, this. Such a, you Brian, are gonna eat all the dicks on Thursday. No. Be ready to eat all the dicks, no, Brian. You gotta Brian, do some research. Here's what I do. I'm actually gonna bring a black dildo. Black, okay, black and here's rock. what happens. Wait, tell At me what end, you think. Tell me what you think. Gets hit in the face Tell with the black dildo. Tell me what you think Black Rock and Vanguard do before we get into no, it. No, no, Brian. Oh, We're going to do this wait. next week. I can't wait. Because you know what you're going to do to me, Brian? You're going to eat all the dicks. You know what you're going to do that to me, Brian? That is the dumb, that Monopoly video. clinical definition of bullshit those to get out of your fucking argument. Those companies, ready for this, Brian, don't no, own anything. You got anything. the definition wrong, so they, you couldn't possibly write it. They don't own anything. They don't own anything. You are... 
BlackRock oh my doesn't God. own I can't, anything. Sh- sh- Vanguard sh- doesn't sh- own you anything. You can hear people unsubscribing they right now. They are asset management portfolios. They are catalogs where you can invest in anything you want for cheap. And they're like Amazon. Yeah. And you're so dumb if you think that, yeah. that they don't oh, own anything. Investing in, uh, on, on behalf of people, it doesn't matter. They're doing it. Or they're they're doing not it investing. Nobody. They're not investing. You're investing. Okay, in Brian, I'm leaving right now. I gotta go. I'm gonna I fucking can't crush. Take this anymore. Now, tune in Thursday when I when I open Sam's Brian. asshole. Get yourself. Brian, I'm bringing a black dildo. Dude, get yourself some poppers. We got the black dildo of death. That's gonna be a new thing, dude. The black dildo of death. Apparently, the bell isn't enough. You still continue to go fully retarded I'm gonna, with your takes. I, I, if it's not the bell, I'm going to have the black dildo um, death, and you're going to get hit with the dildo every time you say stupid shit. I'm coming right for your pooper. I'm coming right for your I'm coming right for your pooper. I can't believe Pop, I need poppers. I, and I, oh, by the way, Thursday, Bray Improv, Friday, Bray Improv. The sixth, and oh then we got off the comedy Brian. club. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait. Brian, show up to Brian's show with poppers. Protesting. You need poppers. You need poppers. <laughs> All right. I love you, buddy. Hey, you look better. Hey, dude. I've you been. I've been. Uh, a little bit. I've been fasting. That's the big thing. I eat like shit at night. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.